Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to 31 Days of Horror. Day 30, here on Monster Movie Funtime Go. I regret to inform you all that it is Morbin time. Boom, boom, boom. My guest once again is my brother Gabriel, the Texacano folk rock punk. Howdy, y'all. We saw this when it came out in the drive-in. We lost power in the car. I fell asleep twice. <laughs> we had to get out and listen. There's actually speakers at the drive-in. Uh, you get just got to kind of be close to the screen to hear them. To clarify, we did not intentionally go to see this. It was no. part of a double feature. Yes. I like to get the most out of my money. And I wanted to go home and enjoy the fine film I had just seen and not taint it right. by watching... A subpar production. I figured since I had already paid for this movie, I should get to watch it. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I get that way of thinking, but it's definitely... I used to be like that. Now, if I start a movie and I don't like it, I'll turn it off halfway through. I don't care. I don't feel that investment You're saying anymore. I was suffering from the fallacy of sunk costs? Yes, yes, very much. <laughs> I'm, I'm declaring that as a fact. There is no... Uh, and I mean, I get it, and I'm that way about certain things, but definitely not when it comes to time anymore. Uh-huh. We're getting old. We're dying. <laughs> we got a limited amount left on this blue rock, and I'm not going to spend any more of it watching shitty films. <laughs> well, I've kind of uh, committed to that with this podcast. Not that we're watching. That's true. No, it's I, not that I, we're I watching that. shitty films on purpose. Right, right. Because some of them turn out to be better than others well like there's a, a tv show uh, i won't go into which one that i've watched for years and it's about it's getting close to wrapping up and i'm like eh and i used to always be like i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna finish this right i've watched it this long i gotta finish now yeah you know and now i'm just like no don't care done <laughs> done i don't know what happened the movie came out this year 2022 it was directed by daniel esposito it is in color 104 minutes the budget was somewhere between 75 and 83 million. I'm not sure why it's not understood exactly how much. Right. The box office was 163.9 million. Wait, it made money? Yeah. Oh, I thought it lost but, money. Well, with as much as people hated it. They called it a flop, but these days, if it doesn't make as much as you wanted it to. Right. <laughs> I mean, they doubled their money. It's a flop. So I don't see how that's considered a flop. Yeah. So, because it didn't make. 200 million i don't know if i buy a two dollar lottery ticket and i win four that's yeah. not a flop that's no. a win right so uh but it was certainly well i was looking i don't normally talk about the rotten tomatoes but the audience score was much higher than the critics score which is often the case but it was drastically higher really though i think a lot of those reviews those audience reviews are sarcastic the first one I started reading claimed was claiming it was the greatest movie of all time. And, you well, know, it seemed very sarcastic as I made my way through it. Yeah, it's amazing the, the subculture that popped up around it of we hate this movie so much, we're going to pretend that we love it. I mean, people were posting on Twitter and stuff claiming 
that it was, you know, the biggest, it, the first movie to sell a trillion tickets and right. just making ridiculous claims. And the memes and such got to such a point that the company decided they should re-release it in theaters. Yeah, somebody missed out, the joke. Turned out not to be worth the effort. Right. Which then started another Twitter campaign to release it again because we were busy that weekend. Right. <laughs> so it stars Jared Leto, God help us, Leto. as Dr. Morbius. I don't care enough to get his name right. Uh-huh. Matt Smith, a former Doctor Who, as Lucian. His movie career has been less than stellar. He was in what was possibly the worst Terminator movie. Oh, I didn't see that. Genesis. Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Spelled with a Y. Adrian Arona as Dr. Martin Bancroft. Jared Harris as Dr. Emil Nicholas. Al Madrigal as Alberto Al Rodriguez. Tyrese Gibson as That was the detective? Yes. That was the best part of the whole movie was the detectives. Tyrese Gibson as the other detective, Simon Stroud. His character... And that was about it for the cast, right? His character is in the comic books and is white in the comics, but the producers made him black specifically to cast Gibson, apparently, according to Gibson. I mean, While Gibson describes Stroud as a superhero with a high-tech weapons-grade arm in the film, all scenes featuring his arm were cut. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> there was, yeah, in the finished movie. I didn't know anything about no that. No indication that he's anything other than just a cop. Right. And, I mean, he, he <laughs> did a fine job. He got the job done, but I didn't see any need that anything had to be he signed a three-picture deal. Wow. So, Like them going out of their way to get him. Because, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, maybe no, his performance been was bad or... Yeah, it could have been anybody. Right. It just, it was... The well, other character was the much better character well, than the may, He had a bit of humor. Maybe when they still thought they were going to do the high-tech arm stuff, it seemed more important. Sure, yeah, of course. We're going to have this guy be a superhero and we're going to have spin-off films and he's going to be in more. I mean, three-picture deal. And... But I never would have thought... <laughs> That character got a three-picture deal. No. Because it just... I didn't realize he was from the comics. I know almost nothing. I've only read maybe one or two Morbius comics. Right. Comics with Morbius in them. They were Spider-Man comics with Morbius in them. Mm -hmm. Corey Johnson portrays mercenary Mr. Fox, who I don't remember at all. I think he's the one mercenary that spoke. Okay. On the ship? Yeah. Yeah, he must have been the... Oh, uh, we'll get into that. Well, Michael Keaton makes a cameo appearance in the mid-credits scene as Adrian Toomes slash the Vulture... Reprising his role from the MCU film Spider-Man: Homecoming, I cannot. That's the best part of the whole film. <laughs> I don't. The only part I was right. excited about. I was trying to read up on this, and none of it made any sense. I don't know. They seem to want it to be part of the MCU and not part of the MCU at the same time. Mm-hmm. Both this and uh, Venom. Venom are part of what Sony's calling like the Sony Spider-Man universe or something right. like that, which is these three movies that Spider-Man's not in. Mm-hmm. but are a result of their Spider-Man license. Right. You probably know that Sony years ago got a light Before Marvel started making all their own movies, they had licensed Spider-Man to Sony. Well, because they were about to go bankrupt. They had yeah. to. And do the something. deal, as long as Sony keeps making Spider-Man movies, they can hold on to the license. If they, or they let, have like a three-year window or something? I'm not sure. But yeah, if they go too long without making one, it'll go back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. But as part of any license, I think you get access to various secondary characters well yeah he's got to have someone to fight and right interact with. right if you don't have the license to use dr octopus as well what good is it right so this includes characters like venom and morbius which i guess also means you can just give them their own movie if you want to they don't have to be part of a spider-man movie right well 
maybe that's why you get the tiny little references. <laughs> yeah. So you know, once Tomb says, yeah, Morbius and this Venom has to do with Spider-Man. Then boom, now it's says, well, Morbius and Venom are in the same universe, but they're not in the same universe as Spider-Man. Right. But they're in the same multiverse. And in the last Venom movie, Venom blinked over to Spider-Man's universe in the post-credits. Mm-hmm. And then in the last Spider-Man movie, he came back. And this apparently was a result of Doctor Strange's spell. Right. And what happens with Tombs at the end of this movie is also a result of that same spell. Though it's not made clear that that's what's going on. Or the rift. Of- and if you haven't seen Doctor Strange. Right. My, my- there's also the rift going on because of Loki. It seems like there's multiple rifts all kind of happening. But that's not in a Spider-Man movie. No. Oh, and when, when, when Venom went over there, he left a piece of Venom behind. Correct. A little piece of goo. So Venom can just be in that universe and still in his own universe. Or Spider-Man might somehow get sucked over into... Well, I, I watch a lot of the videos. Because mm-hmm. some people had argued, you know, the the people talking about the MCU and Easter eggs and all that kind of stuff. And that it had already been established in the, not in MCU, but just in Marvel, that since Venom's a symbiote, he could communicate with all the other Venoms and all the other multiverses and everything. They're all still connected. Okay. And that's why he knew, because there's only people who knew who Spider-Man was. And even though Tom Hardy didn't know who Spider-Man was. The other Venom. The Venom, the other Venom uh, did. Lord. And that. And that's why he seems to recognize him when he sees him on the TV. Yeah, it's like a hive mind of all the other things. I don't know. I just don't see any point in putting them in separate universes. It just seems to overcomplicate things. They should have been in, I mean, in my opinion, yeah, Sony's been doing amazing work and then uh, kind of work. I mean, when they stick with Spider-Man. I liked all yeah. the Spider-Man franchises. Um, was sad when they all went, you know, I'm glad to see them all back together. But mm-hmm. then when they go off on these tangents... It tends to not work out as well for yeah, Venom's not good, and neither is Morbius. Morbius is not good. I didn't care. I didn't care. Yeah. And when you have an anti-hero, I love anti-hero movies, mm-hmm. but you got to care about the person. There's got to yeah. be something. They've got to save the cat, or, you know, <laughs> they got to do something that well, makes you give a shit. He and was the fact just trying that to... He got picked on, and he, he had a disability. Didn't win me over. Didn't care. And, and then, then they had the little girl that he was supposed to be helping. Right. Didn't care. Right. Now, if he had shot the serum into the little girl, right. now we got a movie. Yeah, because he's mostly know, just but... trying to help himself and just adding the well, little girl. Well, and his girl... buddy. His buddy who keeps financing Sure, it, sure. Milo. But adding the little girl didn't do enough. But there was no payoff with the little girl. No. But maybe that was cut with the bionic arm. <laughs> Could you know? Be. Could be. Uh, I don't I don't care for Jared Leto, Leto. I heard all kinds of horror stories about his method acting when he was the Joker. Right. For the, what, 30 seconds he's in the movie? Well, they shot like almost the entire film worth of stuff Ugh, of Joker. Good Lord. That just was never used. Well, and, but, why, and why wasn't it used? Yeah, just act. Because it wasn't usable. Just, you, they, they say action, you act. They mm-hmm. say cut, you go be a normal human so being. So I just... I, I can't stand method. I haven't heard any stories... That of, take it to that extreme. I haven't heard any stories about this movie, but I shudder to I think... I think he got a lot of backlash from that. And so he might so have decided down. to chill out. <laughs> yeah. I used... I didn't like Joker at all. A lot of the reasons, partly the, the character design of Joker, that not necessarily his fault. Yeah. To give him the whole, I'm now yeah, tattooed and all this shit. It's too much. And no one wrangled him in. You know, some directors have been like, okay, what are we doing here, though? Right. But Requiem for a Dream, he was great in. I uh, Dallas Buyers Club, fantastic. He's done some really great work. 
So I hated to see that he was doing this whole Joker nonsense. Mm. And this felt like the kind of film where everyone just, they, they phoned it in. No one really gave, no one cared. Yeah. Like what I was thinking earlier about it, you know, Deadpool's great. Probably because Ryan Reynolds, care, he cares so much and you can feel it mm-hmm. in the whole production. Yeah. This felt like everyone was there to get a paycheck and nobody really gave right. a shit. The one positive thing, the special effects department did a fantastic job. You think? I, the the transforming from, mm-hmm. I didn't like the design of the right. vampire faces, uh-huh. but the actual effect of transforming between the two was great. The kind of cloud, smoke, whatever that went behind them when they were flying. Uh-huh. Though I thought it was stupid that they were flying, but that's not the visual <laughs> effects department. Right. Their, their job is to make it look like what the director and producers want. Yeah. And the, yeah, the smoke and whatever behind them when they're flying was fantastic looking. So I don't know. I felt I needed to say something positive okay. and that's it, that the visual effects killed it. They were great. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and dive into the plot. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back. Uh, okay, this Wikipedia plot, thank you, Wikipedia, is a little lacking uh, <laughs> after I say thank you. Well, the film is a little lacking. Well, what I'm saying is it starts off at the hospital in Greece, but that's not where the movie starts. The movie starts in the jungle somewhere. It does. With the helicopters. Yeah. Okay, right away. That's why I didn't like him, I okay. think. He was smarmy. He was kind of a it's kind of a prick. Dick. He was kind of a dick, which so was Doctor Strange, but Cumberdatch was just more lovable. Yeah. And he hires these guys to fly him out there. Right. Like, we can't stay past the night. Why he can just starts bleeding and the vampire bats wake up. Yeah. Stupid as shit. But he paid these guys to come out there. And then he's not like, okay, well, I'm about to cut myself and these bats are going to go crazy. Doesn't give Why him a heads up. Ch- yeah. He's just. Oh. Yeah. So he goes out to some cave somewhere in the middle of the misty jungle to capture a bunch of vampire bats. And does this by cutting himself. Do they really? They don't really. Vampire bats don't eat animals down to the bone, right? No, that they was just they bite bullshit. you and suck a little bit of blood out. That's why they call them vampire bats. Like a mosquito, though, right? Like I think so. It's my understanding. Because they showed like a carcass laying there. I mean, I guess if there's enough of them, I don't know. But I don't think that's but what they I do. I don't think they eat. Meat. I don't think they chew they just, on you. No, I think right. they make a little cut and drink a little bit of blood. I don't think they take big bites out of you. I mean, here I was saying that Hotel Transylvania, <laughs> hey, let the mythology go where it will, but... Uh, all right. So then we kind of go backwards to a hospital in Greece where a 10-year-old Michael Morbius welcomes his surrogate brother, Lucian, who he nicknames Milo. I guess the first neighbor he had was called Milo, and now, yeah. and they keep dying. Dying and, and leaving, so now he just calls he them just all He just calls Milo. everybody Milo, because there's no point in learning their name if they're just going to die. Right. They've... And that could have been a great moment. Mm-hmm. I think the kid, you know, child actor. So uh, he's, I only hold him so responsible, but I, I could have felt more there and I really didn't. Yeah. And I should have. That was a good, that could have been a really great moment. Yeah. They bond over their shared blood illness and desire to be normal. 
Their adoptive father and hospital director, Nicholas, arranges for Morbius to attend medical school in New York, where he focuses on caring for Milo. Because he fixes what? the blood pump with a pen? Yeah. <laughs> well, they never explain why Milo's so freaking rich later. I mean, I guess his parents just had money. Are we not to that point? No, he's like rich, rich. He's buying... Right. No, I don't think he's done anything. Ocean. I, mean, I think he just inherited it all. Oh, okay. Well, they never made that clear. No. 25 years later, Morbius publicly declines a Nobel Prize for his work with artificial blood. <sighs> Dick. His no, no, that I didn't give a shit about. <laughs> what I cared about, they, they told us that he declined it. We see him at the ceremony. Mm -hmm. He stands up and then they cut to them saying, why'd you cut it out? That could have been a scene where he won me over. Mm -hmm. If he had given an impassioned speech about, I'm turning this down because medicine needs to be more, blah, 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 whatever his cause was, right? maybe he would have won me over. He didn't. Instead, they just talk about it and he just sounds like an asshole. Well, it's also ridiculous because he needs all this funding from Milo. Nobel right. Prize comes with money. A lot of money, that, I think, right? That I don't know if most people just put in their pocket or if they put it back into their research. research. Sure. But I think that's right, the idea. Then you can get funding from all sorts of... Yeah. I think the idea is that you're going to use it on your research. Right. His colleague, Martine Bancroft, discovers he has secretly captured dozens of vampire bats from Costa Rica because you can do that secretly. Oh, can we stop there, too? Sure. All of a sudden, she looks at the, you know, he's got that big glass cage full of freaking bats. She's like, what is this? Where did this come from? Something like that's not built overnight. That thing was massive. Was they would have been the cruising there in his facility, whatever it was called. I can't remember the name of it now. Uh the center that he worked at. Right. It's not in his personal space. It's Right. Uh, it's in the middle of the facility. They would have right. had crews in there. There would have been drilling yeah. for weeks, for yeah. weeks to build that thing. And yeah. we're like, what are you building this for? Oh, nothing. It's a secret. <laughs> so, like, that she was surprised that... She, I don't know. Yeah. There's gotta that be was in, stupid. There has to be invoices for that shit. Uh, anyway, and he's captured these bats in the hope of splicing their genes with his own to cure his condition. Just, uh, so this is just stupid. Vampire bats drink blood, therefore, they have anything to do with blood diseases? No, he did. He gave an explanation because I just rewatched it. Something okay. about the way they coagulate. They're the only ones who have something coagulate. that coagulates. They would have, and, no, they'd have an opposite. They'd have an anticoagulate. Or they have an anticoagulate, but somehow taking their blood was going to make his coagulate. I don't know. Uh, the science wasn't great, but they did offer an explanation. Right. They don't really go into what his darn blood condition is. They never say. But it makes they got to get three blood fusions a day. It makes him limp, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> After informing Milo of his planned illegal experiment, Morbius receives funding from him to outfit a private mercenary vessel in international waters with his equipment. While the cure works, it transforms Morbius into a vampire who kills and drains the crew of their blood after they attack him out of fear. So the comic book name, I believe, is Morbius the Living Vampire. Uh -huh. Because he's in Marvel Comics, which has actual vampires as well. Right. Like Dracula is part of... Blade first appeared in the Dracula comic book. Right, right. So... So uh, one part I hated about that. Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of convention. <laughs> okay. Uh, the mercenary walks in and starts kind of flirting and giving the girl a hard time. Right. Didn't seem realistic. They're uh -huh. paying these mercenaries probably a lot of damn money. Yeah. He's not gonna come in and start shit talking. He was being unprofessional. Yeah, a lot of mercenaries, I'm assuming, are very professional people. They. Mm -hmm. It's a very formal job. It's a very secretive job. It's a right. very you know, 
a lot of military training. There's a chain of commands that right. you're probably following. But he starts acting like she's not, oh, you just work for him too. Right. I don't have to listen to you. And they did that so we wouldn't feel sympathy for him when Morbius kills him. Right. Because they're trying to make him this... If he sexually, if he sexually harasses her, it's okay to murder him. Exactly. And so it's just weak storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then all the other guys, there was like some of the others, they didn't do shit. No. You know, they might have been really nice guys. Yeah. He asked them to be there. <laughs> right. He hired them to be there. So why? Yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, sure, they were bad guys, but he's just as much of a bad guy then. Yeah. And he kills them all. Yeah. He kills and drains the crew of their blood after they attack him out of fear. Once his bloodlust subsides and he regains his senses, a horrified Morbius erases all the CCTV footage of his experiment before contacting the authorities and jumping overboard. He should have took her with him. That's true. He just leaves her behind. Well, no, but it, I don't, and, I don't dude, know okay, that he should have made they, her they jump pushed, in the water with him. No, uh, there's got to be lifeboats on a thing that fucking big. I guess. Did you see this? It's a massive player. Yeah, yeah. She, the guy pushes her. And I know I don't want to sound like the abusive. He might have been afraid he would hurt her as well, though. Well, that, okay, all right. But I mean, bad, bad filming, bad angle. But she like hits a table and then falls down, and now she's unconscious for like three days. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's just ridiculous. I didn't, was it three? I don't think it took the authorities three days to get there. I think no, were... no, no. But she was in the hospital afterwards. Oh, oh, okay. She's in the hospital for like two days, unconscious okay. or something. Morbius returns to New York and discovers he now has superhuman strength, speed, reflexes, and echolocation, with his vampire bats treating him as one of their own. Yeah. Oh, God. To control his bloodlust, he subsists on his artificial blood as it gradually ceases to satisfy his needs. The artificial blood is blue, right? Yeah. The, so we can tell. We see some black bags of red blood. And blue right. Blood. So we can tell. And then they start talking. Use the phrase, you're going to drink the red? Yeah. Like, oh, God. Oh. FBI agents Simon Stroud and Al Rodriguez investigate Morbius's victims and deduce his involvement. Milo learns that Morbius is cured but becomes furious when Morbius refuses to cure him as well. While checking on a hospitalized Bancroft, Morbius finds a dead nurse drained of her blood. Okay, well, the the him being furious, right? Yeah. I related more to him he's like all of a sudden morbius has these ethics he's yeah. going to do an illegal right right he said it's going to be illegal it's going to be unethical right give me the money for this boat so we can do this yeah now all of a sudden you have fucking ethics i mean he did murder Screw some you. people nah, i know but he uh, i don't know it just seemed <laughs> i i sympathize more with milo right like i gave you all this money for years funded all this stuff right now you have the damn cure yeah, yeah. let's go be let's go rob banks together it's <laughs> Terrorize something. Well, as long as I know what the risks are, I can just start with the blood and not kill people. But... Yeah, and they, they, you know, they, they. Oh. Believing he was responsible, he attempts to escape <laughs> before being cornered and arrested by Stroud. In prison, he is visited by Milo, who offers to use his wealth to free him. Upon realizing Milo took his cure and killed the nurse, Morbius escapes to confront him. Oh, they wrote that wrong, though. He he doesn't escape to confront him right away. He thinks he did it. And Milo leaves him a bag of blood to break well, out. So, yeah, I, I'm at some point he figures out though that Milo. He does, but that's not until after. An unrepentant. Oh wait, no, that's why he breaks. Yeah, that's why he does drink the blood. You're right. Yeah, an unrepentant Milo confesses to his bloodlust-induced crime and urges Morbius to embrace his powers as he has. See, that would have been a movie. Unwilling to hurt his brother, Morbius flees. The two of them. So buddy it turns out, I think maybe the reason he didn't want to give it to him is he maybe knew under deep down that. 
I'm giving him more credit than he deserves. But knew deep down that Milo was a dick who wouldn't even care about trying yeah, to control Yeah, but Milo it. wasn't the dick. Morbius was the dick. No, but Milo is film. a dick. But Milo is a dick. He wasn't up until he got the that's, blood in him. That's true. There's no reason to, that we should have thought his character was. No reason to He's always helped out Morbius. He's, He's always funded him. He's the doctor. I know, exactly. <laughs> but see, that would have been, you know, give the girl the medicine or the two of you run off terrorizing the world. That would have been an interesting film. I, uh, this okay. This movie has a thing that bugs me in superhero films, where the problem only exists because of the hero. Happens a lot. Yeah, and I and like half the all the Iron Man films that problem. I think so. Stark ca- pretty much caused all of it. Yeah, in uh, Man of Steel, he didn't cause it, but it's only there because of him. It's other Kryptonians, all right? And they're tearing shit up because they want him. Oh, okay. Not because they're trying to achieve any other goal. Right, they wouldn't be on Earth tearing shit up Le- if it wasn't for Lex Luthor should be robbing the bank, or the Joker should be robbing the bank, or whatever, because mm-hmm. they want the money. Right, and maybe they want the money for some higher purpose, but they shouldn't just be doing it because they're mad at Batman. Sure, and uh, the, and in this and one, he's he is the direct cause. Yeah, it's it's just kind of lazy. Not everything has to be connected in that way. Right, people can just have opposite opposing. Yeah, but Milo's not innocent goals. in any of this. No, he but said, hey, I'm, here's an unethical, illegal procedure right. I'm going to do to hopefully. But I'm cure saying it. he he only exists because of the actions of the hero. Right, right. Um, the the first Suicide Squad movie. The whole thing they're doing is because of a previous Suicide Squad mistake. Okay, it's not because they're trying to stop some outside force. Right, they fucked up in an earlier thing and created a villain. Right. Morbius meets Bancroft to explain what Milo has done before acquiring a new lab, like you do. And developing an antibody against vampirism to stop and kill Milo. Yeah, he stole it from the counterfeiters. Yeah. Which, how much of their just, equipment's really going to... I don't know. They're doing some chemistry, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess they have some chemicals involved for the ink, but... Yeah. He also plans to use it on himself since he will become unable to resist his bloodlust. Stroud and Rodriguez find footage of one of Milo's attacks and believing Morbius's vampirism to be spreading, release it to the media... Nicholas recognizes Milo and pleads with him to stop. Angered by Nicholas's perceived preference for Morbius, you love him more. <laughs> I know, that was stupid. <laughs> it's like, okay, he's the one who gives you your shots all the time. Yeah. Moved from wherever the hell they were from. Where, where, where were they in, in the beginning? Greece. Yeah, moved there from Greece to give him three blood transfusions. The a guy's day. a doctor and he's acting as his personal nurse. Right, exactly. Well, because he's rich. Yeah. But... Anyway, Milo wounds and forces him to call Morbius, who arrives too late to save him, while Milo is uh, also mortally wounds Bancroft. Morbius returns to Bancroft, but she dies in his arms, forcing him to drink her blood. Morbius confronts Milo and summons an army of bats to restrain him and inject the antibody. Milo dies peacefully, and Morbius flies off with the bats. Is it like he turns back into his former self? Yeah, he's, you know, he's kind of... It sort of was all a side effect. (laughs) Right. At first he can't, I mean, within three days he's able to control this thing Mm -hmm. and go back and forth when he pleases. You know, he's not, he's a, oh, you know, you're going to turn into this killer, but it's okay if he kills Milo. Just a bunch of... Just if there's... Doesn't Milo just It might have been written really well in the beginning. It might not have been the writer's fault. It could have been... After the director, like a game of phone. Yeah. You know, and by the time it's over, it's something completely different. 
by the time the directors got it and then the producers and then the this and then the that. So I'm not saying it was the writing specifically, uh-huh. but by the time it was all done and chopped up, the writing didn't stand up. I don't know. Because clearly they had this whole mega arm. Super arm thing going on. Yeah. yeah. I want to know where that came in. Uh, let's see. Morbius flies off with the bats, mourning his loved ones and embracing his identity as a vampire while coming to terms with the fact he is now on the run from the authorities. Unbeknownst to him, a still alive Bancroft reawakens with glowing red eyes elsewhere, having ingested a drop of Morbius's blood whilst he was feeding on her. No, she she went to kiss him and she bit his lip. Okay. And then a blood, like it was very clear. Anyone who saw her open his eyes and got surprised is an idiot. Yeah. Because he very clearly blood dripped out of his mouth and landed into hers. Yeah. In two mid-credits. And why didn't that happen? And then she shows up to help fight. Like, oh. There were so so many chances to make this a better, more exciting movie. I want to know, is he just going to have to fight her in the next movie? And if If so, then that's the same damn movie. Yeah. Vampire I Helped Create is now fighting me. Yeah. In two mid-credits scenes, Adrian Toomes finds himself transported to Morbius's universe. Having deduced that he is that his transportation involves Spider-Man, Toomes approaches the fugitive Morbius and suggests that they form a team. To do what? Are they going to be the Sinister Six or something? Yeah, clearly. I don't think yeah. either of them are... Are either of them in the Sinister Six? Vulture is. Okay. Vulture is. I don't think Morbius is. Well, I'm pretty sure Sinister Six is one of those that has had various members over Uh, the years. Yeah, probably. But I don't recall Morbius ever being. Right. um, Vulture, Dr. Octopus. Rhino? Probably Rhino. uh, Mysterio. Because I know they were trying to set that up in the... Kraken the Hunter. Kraven. Kraven the Hunter. I know they were trying to set that up in... Um, amazing Spider-Man. Too. I know, and they had Giamatti playing Rhino. I love Giamatti. That would have been great. Oh, he's brilliant. He's one of my favorite uh, isn't actors. Isn't somebody supposed to be playing Craven soon? Yeah. This movie? Uh, it's not Momoa. No. I mean, it should be. <laughs> or it could be. Uh, it's not The Rock, but it's definitely a, you know, bigger, long-haired, bronze-skinned man. With probably lots of muscles. Um, Aaron Tyler Johnson? No, I have no idea who that is. He was... Oh, he was in Kick-Ass? Okay, that was a great film. And he was Pietro Maximov in Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. Avengers. Oh, so he's going to play two different Marvel guys? But that are kind of Well, the same. technically he's Sony. No. Oh, is Craven going to be a Sony movie? Yeah, yeah, that's part of the whole their whole thing. Ugh. That's why I was saying it was. Yeah, Columbia Pictures. Part of their Sony releasing. Okay. Part of their part Sinister of their, Six yeah, plans. The SSU, Sony's Spider-Man universe. Uh, um, okay, well. So yeah, they say, you know, he's like, "Hey, something weird happened. I'm here now. I think it has to do with Spider-Man, but you and I should team up." And then Morbius says to him, interesting or something, but almost implying, you know, Vulture comes flying up with wings and they're meeting in the desert. Hey, I'm a freaking bad guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Morbius, who kills his best friend. Yeah. Because we need to be good guys. (laughs) 
is now going to bad guy up with this total freaking stranger. Well, but Toombs can present himself however he wants. Well, he came. Although he was in the news, vulture. he was in the news. So the thing is, when he appears, he appears in a jail because right. that's where he was. He just comes to the same place in this universe where he was. And so I mean, I guess that, they got to let him go but because that jail that bad guy. Yeah, because that jail has no record of him. They have to let him go. Right. He hasn't committed any crimes in that universe. It's still awfully fishy, though. Yeah, Morbius seemed very like the way he's anybody like okay, let's go do some bad guys. Anybody shit. saw him in the news should be a little suspicious of him. Right. <laughs> what are you gonna? You rate? can edit that out. Okay. What are you gonna rate this movie? Oh man. Oh, we're still on pumpkins. Yeah. Five pumpkins that I smash all of them while little kids are watching. So it sounds like a negative five. Yes, negative five pumpkins. And I mean, oh, there were moments that was really close. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the problem of too many cooks in the kitchen. Is David Esposito, is that the son of Louis Esposito, the producer? I have no idea. Let's find out. Um, You know, so that was, was that some nepotism of handing it off? And has he done other films? Does he know what he's, I mean, you know. Camera was in the right place. People moved see, around. I only see two writers. It's not. Uh huh. Right, but often the director then comes in and changes a bunch of shit, right? And so they don't get a writing credit, but they changed a lot of the actual script. And then the producers say, "Oh, we didn't like the way you edited that," and they change it all. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, and how many reshoots happened on this thing? He's of uh, mixed Swedish and Chilean. Chilean? Chilean background. Uh, doesn't mention anything about it. Oh, no, it's Espinosa. The other guy's Esposito. Okay. Some reason I thought you had said Esposito, and that's why I was like, I oh, they got to be I might have. I might have said it wrong. He's um, done The Boxer, Babylon Disease, Outside Love, Easy Money, Safe House, Child 44, Life, Morbius, and upcoming the anarchists versus isis which he also produced <laughs> that that might be, i mean if that's a comedy that could be great if that's a serious film it sounds awful um yeah i don't it was really close at a few points of, of the thing is i can't point it. it's hard to just point to one thing and say this is why it's bad. Right. And I didn't you know? hate it. I mean, I just rewatched it again and I was like, okay, yeah, you know, for an afternoon that, or, you know, I mean, right. I got other stuff I need to be, I did you know, it wasn't as painful the second time. It's all just very weak sauce. Yes. I can't just say, oh, look, that performance was bad or, oh, that line right. was bad or. No, and that's this... why I feel it felt like there was no passion in it. Yeah. Everybody showed up. Yep. And everybody did their job. Yeah. They completed the job. There's a complete <laughs> film that doubled its money. Yes. Yeah. So everyone did their job. But there was no heart. There was no soul. There was no passion. Yeah. There was no And the thing ugh. is and no nobody cares about Morbius. Nobody cares about Morbius. It didn't seem like Leto even cared it's about Morbius. It's not like Spider-Man. For some reason The Rock cares about Black Adam. Right. It's not getting right. Ryan Reynolds. It's cares not. About been, it's not getting good reviews. But The Rock spent 15 years trying to get this movie made, sure. and I'm sure he put everything he had into it. Exactly. And it's got Pierce Brosnan, so that can't be bad. Well, it's got Hawkman. Yeah. So I haven't well, seen that. One. Know, I haven't seen that one been... yet. 
this... but but I feel like it's gonna have even if it's not good, it's gonna have more. I mean, so <laughs> it's it's assuming a lot, but maybe I don't. You know, I have no idea. I've never met the guy. I probably never will. But Leto got so much backlash for going so in on Joker that maybe he pulled the reins back too far. Because, uh-huh. I mean, even with though I wasn't a fan of his Joker, at no point did I ever feel like, okay, this guy isn't invested. This guy doesn't care. You know what I mean? Definitely it was like, well, he's doing it. Yeah. He's showing up for work. Yeah, He may have shown up naked with his hair on fire, but he showed up. And this just felt like he didn't give a right. shit, like he didn't care at all. And maybe that was him pulling back and saying, okay, I went too far. I've been going too far lately in films. Yeah, just Let need, me pull it in. I just need to calm down. And then it, and then we got shit as a result. Uh, now, so maybe he should go off the rails. I don't know. It's hard to say. He needs to find a middle ground. He does. But this was... Uh, I was disappointed. Right. Morbius was first supposed to appear in the original Blade movie. Okay. The director... Had a cameo as Morbius, it was cut. Mm. And then that director didn't come back for the next movie, so the whole idea was dropped. Right. So that could have been a thing. Who knows? Blade is supposed to be showing up in MCU movies. I don't know if that No, he will be. It's not Dracula. supposed to be. Well, I'm saying it hasn't happened yet. But yes, he, he, he already, his voice. He has. We heard his voice. Yeah. I don't They've know. They've announced it. Yeah. I don't know if it's that being means. being filmed. Okay. I don't like, I don't, you seem very skeptical. <laughs> no, like, no, I'm just saying he's on the, us. No, no, I just mean he's on the schedule. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that means Dracula's showing up. I don't know what the plans oh, with are. Blade? Right. Dracula's in the third Blade movie. I didn't get through the first one. Yeah. That's what we were supposed to do instead of Hotel Transylvania. It was awful. It's terrible. So. God, that was awful. I don't, yeah, but I don't know if there'll be any crossover with Morbius or, or what. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It, are they going to bring him over? Yeah. That's I kind of have the gut feeling that MCU's just going to regulate that kind of shit to when they do Spider-Man films. Yeah. They've got so many other characters going on, they don't need to. Yeah, no, they're going to let Sony do their own thing. Their micro MCU-verse? Yeah. yeah, and just deal with them when they need Spider-Man. Right. But they seem to have it all worked out now. Yeah, you know, maybe that they're not fighting them anymore. I'm guessing Feige, Feige is involved somehow in their plot decisions because they still got to be able to come back around they can't go too far off you know what i well, mean they still got to keep that, that is part of, i think that might be part of the reason to have it in its separate universe mm-hmm. they can just do whatever the fuck they want right and they only have to consult with marvel if they're doing spider-man and technically they don't have to at all unless they want to use you know iron man or hulk or somebody like that yeah but i mean that was the best decision they ever made i mean yeah. god how much money did yeah the most recent spider-man make a lot <laughs> right can bring back those old guys. Right. And there's talks of them doing the other guys some solo films too. Which like Toby and uh Oh. <laughs> uh, what's the other guy's name? Okay. Andrew. Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Of them getting new solo movies? New, yeah, yeah. That well, okay. Well, well they had so much fun doing you, it. They the thought they'd is, walked away from right, it. And sure. now they're like, okay. You can have and they're not trying if they've he, established that the guys are older, right. So they don't have to try to still be young again. If, they can if play he, I mean, they were both still in shape. If DC can have multiple Batman going on at the same time and multiple Jokers. Oh, God, DC. Okay, then... we're getting into comic book. <laughs> are we even going to talk about Werewolf by Night or are we at our time limit? No, we got we got a little time. So we wanted to do a little bonus content. Talk about something we liked. Yes. Not be all negative. Yeah. On Disney Plus, there's a Halloween special they put out of Werewolf by Night. 
which is also a Marvel comic book, a Marvel horror comic. But it fits into the horror, yes. And it's about a werewolf by night. <laughs> the name's stupid, but the movie was good. Yeah. I mean, that's the name of the comic book. Oh, I know, and it's still a stupid... Werewolf by night. It's a stupid name. Okay. What, werewolf by day? Why would you clar- the name well, Amanda, clarify? Amanda in the day, werewolf by night. <sighs> I guess so, but when else is it going to be a werewolf? I, I don't know. Anyway, I used... Car I on the road. Had a don't need to say couple it. of issues of this as a kid. Uh-huh. I now have digital copies of a bunch of it that I'm making my way through. Of oh, the comic? Yeah. What were their issues? Book. What do you mean? You said you... No. <laughs> copies of the comic book itself. I thought you were saying you had... It was problematic for you. No, I And owned, you did not like it. I owned yes, issues yes, of the comic book. I'm with book. you now. I didn't have like the whole series, but I owned a couple uh-huh. of issues. Well, you take your monsters pretty seriously. So I thought if he, you know... Oh if goodness. he was a werewolf by day, you might yeah. have a problem. They had a big... If any of you use uh, Amazon or Comixology, they were having a big sale on Werewolf by Night collections mm-hmm. when the thing came out. They're having a big sale. They had a big sale on She-Hulk when that came out. So right. You can get a bunch of stuff um, cheap. I mean, I loved it overall. It might have been I was just in the right mood for it. Yeah. Because they were definitely looking back at it now, I'm like, eh, okay, that was this and that was that, you know. But... Overall, I liked it a lot. I, I didn't like the makeup for the actual werewolf. <laughs> okay. But I'm hoping that was more since they were putting in this black and white stylistic thing. Uh-huh. You know, is he going to stay that style? I guess. Or if he's better lit? Because, you know, it was also lit, very mm-hmm. grainy and dirty. Yeah. If it's better lit, will it look better? Man-Thing was great. Yeah. He was a lot of fun. Ted. And then the, the female character. It's been a while since I watched it. I don't recall her name actress or the the character let me just get the stats up here his buddy though right that he teamed up with it just felt like it was jessica jones okay like looks like ritter that's her name some with the k i won't say Catherine, but i'm pretty elsa, sure that's wrong elsa bloodstone played by laura donnelly yeah and the girl who was it christine ritter in the Netflix series. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bee, Jessica Jones. The B in Apartment 23. Yeah. I, I love her. I thought she was great. I thought this guy was great. But it seemed like the same damn character. They even look very similar. Uh-huh. Not just facially they looked similar. Their hairstyle, their clothing, and their powers. They were just, I'm a really tough girl who can beat the shit out of you. <laughs> okay. And I was just like, these are the... So... I don't uh, know. I was disappointed in that aspect. That the, there's so few characters in the... MCU, especially in the lower level of the MCU, yeah. that these two were so damn similar. Okay. That's all. Gael Garcia Bernal plays Jack Russell, mm-hmm. the werewolf by night. Jack Russell's a kind of terrier. I thought so. I was just about to say, isn't that a the terrier? <laughs> yeah. Harriet Sanson Harris is uh, Verusa Bloodstone. There's other people in it, but those are the only three that Wikipedia lists. Right. I mean, all the other parts. Oh, are here we go. Small, but... uh, yeah, it says uh, also appearing. Kirk R. Thatcher as Jovan, Eugene Bondurant as Azriel, Leonardo Naram as Lauren, and Daniel J. Watts as Barrasso. I don't remember what any of their names were, but I like the big Viking guy. So, a bunch of hunters, this was weird. A bunch of hunters have come together to compete for the Bloodstone. The guy whose name is Bloodstone. <laughs> has died and left his bloodstone to whoever the best 
Bloodstoners? <laughs> yeah. Best monster hunter. I guess it comes with some kind of powers. Yeah, because that's how they turn him into the werewolf when it's not night. But the weird thing is these guys are supposedly some kind of heroes, but they're willing to kill each other. It, it's very bizarre. You know, I didn't think about that aspect. That they're was a supposed little... to be monster hunters. Right. So you which, think they're the good which, guys, but they're yeah. just mercenaries. Yeah, because to compete for the Bloodstone, it's no holds barred. And it's like there's going to be weapons spread out through there that you can use. And you don't have to just use them on the monster. We've attached the bloodstone to a monster. You go out there and kill it, but you're perfectly free to kill each other while you're trying to do it. Well, yeah, so you don't have the competition of someone else getting the bloodstone. Yeah, but I'm saying if they're supposed to be heroes, right? why are they? They're just as bad as the monster if they're, kill, point, if yeah. they're killing other humans. Sure. What is the point? So... And uh, one of our guys, I can't remember what he calls himself, but they all seem very impressed. But he's not actually that person. He's actually Jack Russell. Right. And he's there to rescue the monster, which turns out to be Man-Thing. His buddy Ted. Yes. They don't call him Man-Thing in the show itself. So this is presented as a 40-minute, one-hour, whatever, special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They even do a little thing like they used to do on CBS or NBC or whatever, a special presentation. Mm-hmm. The opening uh, card. Yeah. And Bloodstone's estranged daughter also shows up, sort of uninvited. Yeah. <laughs> to compete, but they can't really deny her a place in the competition. Uh, Blood Rite or whatever, you know. And she's not so bad. And so the two of them team up and they. They free the monster. They get the bloodstone. She gets the bloodstone. He gives it, lets her have it, right? Or do they destroy it? I no, she she ends up holding on to it. Okay, but it's all then at the end. She turns to the color. Yeah, it's mostly filmed in black and white, and it's very much in the style of an old Universal horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it goes well, to color at the end. Yeah, and I think maybe that's partly why I was more forgiving. If this mm-hmm. had all been color, right? And shot in a more contemporary style, I might be like seeing a lot more holes in it. Right. But because it was this stylized black and white thing, I was much more forgiving. Yeah. And maybe if Morbius and it's allowed to look kind had of like low... been in black and white and stylized, right. I might have been much more forgiving. Well, by being being in black and white, it's also allowed to be more low budget. I don't know if it actually yeah. was more low budget, but if it looks, I mean, that was Disney, dude. Yeah. That's Disney and Marvel money. There's no. Does it say what the budget was? No. No. But um, but I'm just saying, if it looks a little cheaper, I mean, Gael Garcia was probably a few million just for him. Yeah, fifty three minutes it says. Anyway, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I also just loved the format. I liked the idea of just having a one hour special to introduce us to an obscure character. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. It doesn't have to be a billion dollar movie or a ten part series. Right. So I hope it was successful. I think it was successful. Well, you know, the Guardian Galaxy's holiday specials yeah. going to be listed with that same special presentation yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to see more of that, of just a one hour. And they could do that with both established characters and new characters. Mm-hmm. They could have little team-ups if you just want to do a little, well, there go. I was going to say One Cap- hour Captain Deadpool America. and Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. A little Hulk and... Give me, Falcon. give me some more She-Hulk and Daredevil. Yeah. That you was could, good fun. Yeah. You could do a Daredevil and Spider-Man. Right. They're both yeah, hanging yeah. out in New York. Uh, I'd like to see Brother Voodoo. Right. 
that well there's just so so many Marvel. howard the duck howard the duck give me a one hour howard the duck yep. special everybody's happy yeah i'm there for it so i would encourage them to do more of that kind of thing the experiment i mean they've been doing a lot of experimenting with style and format i would too this opens it up i mean you know from what i hear feige keeps tuning in so hey feige that's what we're telling you <laughs> thumbs up on more of this the special presentations yeah okay i think that'll wrap it up I think so too. For today, be here tomorrow for the conclusion of 31 Days of Horror when we discuss Halloween ends and we'll yes. have a special guest. Very special guest. It's not me, but I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Uh, y'all be safe out there with all your Halloweening and trick or treating and, and running around. Yeah, make sure you don't get uh, check your candy and don't get run over by cars. Yeah, don't eat that meth candy. You don't, you don't have to actually check your candy, it'll be fine. <sighs> Uh, yeah, happy Halloween, y'all. Happy Halloween. Until next time, remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. Do not misuse science. I won't see you, but you will hear me next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. Funtime Go! You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.